Welcome back. It is part three of What is Play by Post on RPGX Radio. I'm Simi, and my co-host... I am... Uh, one moment, please. Wait, wait. Let me, let me check my notes. Apparently that's a mistake, because I'm also Simi. Ah, oh, we double-booked him again? I am... I am... Someone's got to talk to production, because this is getting ridiculous. Our agent is out to left. Uh, out to we left, have yeah. so many episodes in the books already i can't believe we keep making this mistake it does seem kind of amateur hour <laughs> it really does. i mean it for, seems, for a podcast seems. of this level uh, yeah i know like uh, it doesn't make any sense that guy's out he's out well i guess we'll just we got to run with it it's all yeah. we got it's not like we can make any changes to it that's it so how you doing today simmy i'm doing great simmy how about you <laughs> well i'm not doing so well it's been hard to kind of get myself moving today oh Really weird, because, you know, for the same person, we had very different days. Very different days. I think if you were in the Discord today, you would see that my brain was quite active and even went as far as going to the laundromat. Oh, but... yes. I, I did hear about the laundromat brain. <laughs> Mine, I don't know what it was doing. I don't think it was doing anything, actually. I think it just, just shut down. Just dirty laundry pile brain. <laughs> <laughs> but we've been talking about what is play by post, our first. What is yeah. it? What is it? Yeah, what, what is, is the it? meaning of life? What isn't it? What isn't play by yeah. post? Really? I mean, ultimately, does anyone know what deep. time it is? People with watches. Do they, though? Or is it, are they just kind of living on a <laughs> metaphorical time? Uh, I don't know where I'm going with this. I lost it. Yeah, I don't, it, you know what? It just it makes me think of those people when you ask them, what time is it? What right now? <laughs> yeah. <No>. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't asking for a, like a random What's the time date? or today. What what time will it be in twelve hours, please? Precisely. What, what time is it tomorrow? <laughs> Negative. But no, we started with just what is play by post and how we came here and some of the benefits of play by post and the site specific things for RPG Crossing. And then the second mm. episode or the second part we covered how you find games on the site and some of the tools that are available for you. And so today, naturally, right. we're going to talk about kind of the nitty-gritty of playing play-by-post, and that is kind of combat, because the in-character stuff, I feel like <laughs> every <laughs> recording session! <laughs> it's the it's the what is King Monkey drinking now bit. <laughs> wasn't planned i honestly keep <laughs> underestimating how loud cans are i i was just reviewing kind of the last oh, recording boy. and i was like oh yeah there's that can opening i forgot about that and then here you are with another one <laughs> i may remember to open it before we start recording next whatever time. it's not like people expect oh, high professional quality from the two of us you know <laughs> Yeah, they've run into us. They've run across us before. Us on Discord, they know exactly you know what, they're what a mess into. this is already. <laughs> <laughs> they know what they're getting into. So yeah, uh, play yes, by post. We're talking we were about talking why about. today we're talking about combat in play by post mm -hmm. because role play. Yes, 
kind of explains itself in play by post. And it's one of those things that you practice at and you get better at. Or you don't care about and you don't get better at. But combat on play by post is very different animal than in person. Yes, quite. quite. So we're going to talk about kind of what that looks like on the site. But first, I want to talk just just to you, other Simi. Mm-hmm. And ask you, what what is it that keeps you engaged during combat in role-playing games? Uh, okay, so if we're talking about real life, obviously it goes much quicker. So it's not as difficult to maintain engagement. You know, you got the back and forth with the other players and the DM and you're rolling dice and it's all very immediate. Mm-hmm. So that's not an issue at all. When you're doing play-by-post, the whole thing is slowed right down. So I find that what engages me the most is actually more role-playing. Being able to add some flowery language, being descriptive, you know, adding flavor to your actions is the thing that I find really helps to sell combat in play-by-post. Okay. Yeah. Like you don't want just, I mean, you can throw the dice rolls in tags and, and the bottom or a separate thread if you're a weirdo. And then you can have the sort of mechanical side of it there. But I prefer not to see just, you know, guy attacks with sword, hits, X damage. I would rather see guy lashes blindly with sword in in a rage and nicks the enemy's rib and does precisely one damage eliciting no response you know just even a little bit of flavor can can make the whole thing feel like it's part of the narrative and therefore want you uh, make you want to continue into it i i would definitely agree with that and i think that kind of thing that play by post encourages is actually something that can help mm. in real life gaming as well because it can be very yeah. easy especially if you get into higher level combat in a lot of systems, that tends to slow down more because you have more options mm-hmm. or each thing does a lot more things and you're up against more resistances, all that kind of stuff. So being able right. to say, okay, well, you know, I'm not the wizard, but I'm going to go up with my sword. And I, what I plan to do is I, I want to take it in both hands and I want to slice and I'm aiming for their middle. But really what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to do this pushback maneuver where I hit them with the flat of the blade. Instead of just, I go up and I'm going to try and push him back. Mm-hmm. You, you kind of engage yourself a little more by being more creative with it and getting yourself ready during the combat. Because a lot of times, right. if you're not careful, you know, in a live session, you can actually wait on someone to decide what they're doing, even though three other people went before them. So even if you're just going to go up and hit with the sword, I feel like taking some time to add a little flavor onto it or even just plan out what you're doing beforehand can massively help keep everyone engaged. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it also kind of, if you can do that, if you can manifest that kind of skill over time, then it ceases to be a game in two parts where you have role play, role play stops, combat begins, exactly. combat stops, role play begins, you know, just have the two sort of mesh together as you would yes. with like a skill check. Like, if you're doing a skill check, you'll do that while you're playing. Yes. But somehow combat becomes its own beast. Yeah. Manifest those skills, and then you can uh, 
keep it flowing. And and I think right? that's one of the things that I've really loved about Play by Post since I joined mm-hmm. is that everything helps tell the story. Because I, I remember very specifically, I played a warlock way back in the day, and I always imagined he had these different ways of shooting his blasts off. And so I always imagined the movement he made to do it. I'm like, oh, well, this one, you know, he's just shooting a big, thick beam. He's got his whole hand in a blade, and he just kind of shoves it at them. But this one's more of a focused blast, and so he's got two fingers. He kind of pulls the energy in from his whole fist, and then he shoots it out. And, like, nobody at the table really necessarily cared about all those things. So it was more helped me stay involved and helped me be engaged with it. But then, in play-by-post, that's something you definitely explain or describe as part of your post you don't just say yeah he yeah. shoots a blast you, you say he draws his fingers up and the power collects around them and he shoves his hand forward throwing the blast out and it shoves out like a beam of light and it hits someone in the chest and you know all that nonsense that is a lot of fun yeah uh, yeah but it's i mean it's also part of the mm-hmm. character like like you say you have your warlock and he's He's fisting majestically for his power, but you can have another character who has the exact same spell, but it, it does it entirely exactly. differently. Maybe his magic missile is eye yeah, blast. Exactly. Right? Cyclops style eye blast. Yeah. I mean, it's just little quirks of characterization that you can make part of the combat, right? Excellent. I. Hey, hang on a second. Yep. Hang on a second here. I got someone calling for my help here. No! All right. <clears throat> All right. I'm back. And I'm front. Apparently, I need to f- continue feeding my kids. Ugh. God, like, you fed them once already today, right? Or this weekend, at least. Probably. I mean, I wasn't here, but I assume someone fed ah, them. Yeah, I mean, they, they have ingested something today, I guarantee it. There's food. Yeah, mostly Cheerios and snacks. But, before we actually talk about how it works more kind of mechanically on the site, mm-hmm. we do have to run... Our random verb of the week, and that's sponsored by It's a Verb, who may or may not be me. And therefore may or may not be me today it, as well. It, apparently, I mean, it never things, ends. Are, things are just weird. So, as is tradition on this show, now... <laughs> we have traditions. <laughs> Fantastic. I, I shall was fully provide... aware of that. I was fully aware of that. <laughs> I shall provide the verb, mm-hmm. and the other person that is also me... Shall put it into a sentence. All right. Today's verb of the week right. is crush. Crush? Crush. Crush. Okay. Crush. All right. Well, once Edric the Bard was able to successfully rout the goat's attempt to conquer the stage, he proceeded with uh, crushing his soliloquy. And wooed everyone in the audience. All right. We got crushing in there. Yeah. yeah. That was the random verb of the week, sponsored by It's a Verb, who may or may not be one or both of us. Mm-hmm. Mysteries abound. So now, Mysteries abound. we started to touch on it a little bit in our discussion of kind of what engages us about combat and how that kind of can differ. But mm-hmm. let's, let's get very specific. So combat on play by post, what makes it different? Yeah, I see what you did there. Yeah, okay, it's fine. It's all good. <laughs> I am a consummate professional. Everything's fine. <laughs> Listeners, everything's fine, and whatever Simi says is a lie. So yes, combat is different, obviously. It's the kind of thing 
that boils back to what we mentioned before about the um, scheduling issues of play-by-post. Because not everybody is sitting in the same room at the same time. It's not just a matter of flowing from one die roll to the next die roll, right? So you've got people popping in once or twice a week, each one taking their singular turn, or a couple of turns usually. And by the very nature of that turn, it's very short action. And then you have to wait a couple of days for the next guy to take an Mm -hmm. action. And then you wait another. Real combat in real... (laughs) Real combat. (laughs) No. Um, In real life role-playing combat, which is not the same thing as real combat, there are genuinely a lot of turns. Like, say you've got five players. You you go through five turns in the span of less than a Mm -hmm. minute. Whereas now you're going through five turns for one round of combat in five, six, ten days. And that's assuming everyone so by its is very available nature, it can, and can yeah. hop on to post in their turn order, depending on how that's determined. So by by its nature, it is a much slower yes. beast than combat in real life. Now, you talked about turns, everybody taking their turn, and in, mm-hmm. in a lot of games... You have an initiative role, I think, as most people listening will know. Yeah. And so some games on play-by-post that I've been in have you roll initiative and then you go in that order. Right. That, I've found, can generally be one of the slower ways to do it. Yes. Yeah. Because you have to wait for people's availability to line up when with when it's their turn. Right. Yeah. Another way is, I think, I think it's uh, 13th Age... Possibly one. I know there's a, several games out there, but there's one that I've played where it's always assumed that the players go first. Okay. And I like that, but then it simplifies those games things for sure. Definitely does. But then you also have usually a player turn order in there, mm-hmm. and that can again fall into that same problem. What I've noticed that seems to work the best is players basically always have initiative, or the monsters go at a very specific point. Right. Either first or last. And then players just post in the order that they can. So you post up when it's your when you can, not when it's your turn. Right. Which works really well, but does create other issues in systems that have initiative built into them. Yeah, yeah. Because I was going to say, basically, your initiative uh, is then resolved as a matter of, I was there and I posted. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I went first. I can see that they would also have difficulties where you're trying to pull combo actions. Like if you're trying to boost the other guy, but the other guy goes ahead of you, even though mm-hmm. you're the quicker stat-wise kind of thing. So I could see some issues arising from that, for sure. Yeah, and I don't I don't think there is any one fix. One of the, when I put that post, or that, what do you call it, poll up poll. and got some responses. You, yeah. One of the responses that I got was the thing mm-hmm. they would improve about play-by-post was the systems themselves, because so many systems take a lot of work to be adapted for play-by-post. Yeah. And that is exactly sort of like what we're talking about here. You know, if you want to play Dungeons & Dragons or Pathfinder or any of the other systems in existence that have an initiative system, yeah. you either have to just ignore that part, which is a mechanically built-in thing i'd say combat's combat's basically like half the game in most most games combat or conflict in at least the the popular ones right now 
That's fair to say, yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, you, you get lots of systems where it's, like, uh, Phoenix Dawn Command is a wonderful system. Probably can never play it on play-by-post because it's a okay. card-based system. Oh, yeah. But it is, it's a really cool system in that the players go when, when they, like, the first person says, I'm going to go first. Mm-hmm. And then they pass it to the next person. And then the, what, I don't know what they call him, Flame Keeper, something like that. They have a special flame name for keeper? the... For the storyteller so, GM, the storyteller, yeah, the the DM okay. version of that game, right, just says I'm going now, and just jumps in somewhere, okay. and I I like that generally because it allows freedom, but it also allows interruption of action, and it also allows people who don't necessarily know what to do right away to not have to go. I don't know. I'm going to let someone else go now. Yeah. So you just you just wait. So something like that works in a play by post type setup. Yeah. Just because you don't have to wait on anybody in particular. But I, I think the idea that a tabletop system without a specific workaround can be problematic in some ways. You mentioned uh, card-based. It's funny because uh, someone on the Discord the other day brought up uh, White Wolf's Street Fighter role-playing game. <laughs> Apparently, it was a partially card-based game. Uh, it seems to have <laughs> been cards and dice. I don't know if you're familiar with White Wolf games. They were fantastic for everything except combat. The moment <laughs> combat broke out, everyone kind of just let out a dejected sigh and was like, I guess we're doing this now. <laughs> Doubly so on play-by-post. And then if you could throw cards in there, it'd be like a perfect storm of the game not to play on play-by-post. <laughs> which is why, of course, everyone you know, in that conversation was like, oh, well, now we have to. Yeah. yeah. We, we have to find a GM for this and then just ruin their life. Really? Yeah. Oh. So, I mean, card-based uh, initiative or card-based combat initiative systems. You're right. A lot of these are just not built for play-by-post. Mm. Uh, and if there are systems that are purely narrative-based, it can be an issue, again, boiling down to scheduling. What happens if I'm available twice in the span that you're not available? Do I take two actions? Do I wait for you? Mm-hmm. I mean, I and, guess, and even some of those narrative games, they mm-hmm. require a back and forth between the person running the game and the player at the time, because you kind of come to a agreement about what's happening rather than one person dictating. Like, the player might be like, "Okay, I want to run up and I want to jump off the wall and I want to slit their throat," and they're like, "Okay, well, you're not going to slit their throat. You're going to be able to stab them at the neck area, right. and I'm going to need this roll and this roll to do that, and this is going to make this harder." And they're like, okay, well, what if I did this instead? So you get that back and forth, which is a lot harder in a play-by-post game, purely on the site. That's kind of where we're focused right now, is purely site-based. I think you might be able to mitigate some of these issues if you had a solid Session Zero thread, where you can, as the DM especially, sort of state how you intend to do it. State, you know, I'm going to use this initiative system and then sort of have your auxiliaries where, let's say, we're going to do based on whoever's available goes first, then please wait in line for the next guy. And if someone's not available, then whatever. You know, I think if you were able to just sit down, type up a good post to explain how you intend to run initiative and combat in games. I think that might be a way around some of these problems of determining whose turn it is. You know what I mean? It, it definitely helps for sure. I, I I think you still, I think my point mm-hmm. in all of this is just that there is no one 
thing that works for everyone no. every time. No, for sure. So I think it would just basically boils down to clear communication, you know, as the yes. DMs say, communication this is, is the always next thing good. we do or I don't know. Yeah. Just be clear. Some other things that I see that, that tend to help, even if it's on a, just a site-based mm -hmm. game, like you're not using Discord or any of the other options available, which we'll talk about in a second. Yeah. And I see them happening more and more is when you have a stat block either in a specific place where all the stat blocks are, yeah. or you put them in the bottom of every post. So that way all you have to do as the game master or even as a player is go back and see what other people have already done or have available. Mm -hmm. And you can say, okay, well, I know I can accomplish this. I know I can do these things. Or if you're the DM, go ahead and give some of those target numbers out there. Like if it's not something that people can quickly adjust on, like if you're playing D&D, &D, there's yeah. not a lot of times where you can just quickly change your numbers substantially. So you say your target number is 26. Mm -hmm. If you hit you hit on 26, you'll miss on anything else. Then it allows them to keep things moving so they don't have to wait yeah. for adjudication. Yeah, throw out the difficulty number for any given thing at the time that you, that thing arises. And then they know whether they've succeeded and can move on to the next step. Instead of yes. waiting for the DM to get off their butt and respond yes, to your post. Yes, because another say, thing oh, that missed. I've seen happen is, yeah. you know, 12, 12 different things happen and the person died on the second one of them. So now everyone has to adjust after that. Yeah. So, yeah, keeping that kind of stuff, giving the target numbers, a dice thread is or is not an option. Like, you can, people have varying opinions on that. I don't yeah. know what you think about them. I have varying opinions. No, yeah. <laughs> um, I do not like a but dice thread. Yeah, no, I don't like a separate die thread. I don't okay. want a separate dice rolling thread. I would rather keep it in, like, just put a spoiler button so it's concealed. Okay. So if you want to not disrupt the flow of the text on the page, mm -hmm. you know, keep it uh, discreet. But I would rather have it all in one thread. I don't like having to, to open extra tabs to go back and forth and back and forth. That's my preference. Yeah, I go back and forth on whether I want it or not. Sometimes. I mean, I guess I guess it could also be for different game systems. Uh, it might be advantageous. I, I'm not sure. Yeah. And and as we started to talk about even, you know, you yeah. can also, you don't have to run your combat just on the site. You can use, some people plan like, hey, I want to do Discord Saturdays every when we have combat and we'll just all get together and agree that Saturdays work for us, or we'll all plan a day where we get together, we run the combat, and then we go right yeah. back to the site. People do the same thing on, like, Roll20, which is another right. place that, like, well, I guess I, I, most people listening know what Roll20 is. It has a great... Uh, or, yeah, tip, virtual tabletops. Yes, virtual tabletops. Or any other chatting thing. I mean, you can do what the other Simi and I are doing right now, which is Google Hangouts, and just... Kind of, we're hanging out. Yeah, we're hanging. We're hanging, out. We're hanging out. Hanging, hanging out. Yeah. So, so there are lots of ways yeah. to do it, rather than just purely on the site. And I think, as the other semi said, the mm -hmm. having that discussion with your player after you've accepted them is definitely the best way to do that. Or knowing what you want to do and having that as the ex expectation is definitely what you want to do beforehand yeah. but that it goes more into gm advice which is the our next our next segment advising next how to gm yeah well hey sort of. you mentioned you mentioned stat blocks okay. uh, and i, I want to get your opinion on stat blocks because i'm 
I'm anti dice thread, but I'm pro uh, character thread. Okay. I would rather not have. I would rather have the dice in the actual post, but I don't like seeing stat blocks. Hmm. And uh, when I'm playing, I especially don't want to because it feels like I'm constantly having to update it and update it and update mm. it. I feel like if it's just in one spot to reference, you know what I mean. So, what do you think about stat blocks? I, I, it's it's sort of like the dice thread. I go back and forth on it. I like it. Yeah. As a as as the person running the game, I like it because. Just like you said, not wanting to go somewhere else to look up numbers and things. It's yeah. real nice as even a player sometimes to look at it and say, okay, well, they've already got these buffs and I don't want to, you know, do that. I would know that as a character, but it's nice and easy to go back and reference that kind of stuff if they have a common yeah. stat block. Even if it's not like everything, if it's just here's my AC, here's my normal attack, here's my buffs and here's my debuffs. Kind of, or my current hit points. Even if it's something simple like yeah. that, I like having it there to reference and using a spoiler button for that as well just keeps it out of view unless you need it. Mm-hmm. So I guess yeah. ultimately I tend so, to come down well, more. I guess what we're saying is spoiler and spoiler buttons is the other huge. thing that we're Spoiler buttons at. are huge. Spoiler buttons. I love spoiler oh, yeah. buttons. Spoiler yeah, buttons they are really great. are. Now don't, don't spoiler <laughs> like everything because your post should definitely no, be no. out there, out and proud. Yeah, for sure. Oh, hang on. I'm getting a phone call. I'm going to just go and put my headphone down. <laughs> I love the ringtone. Beep, beep, um, sheep. All right, so some tools on the site that help with combat and just in general tools that help you play on the site. We talked a little bit about the character sheet mm-hmm. last time or the time before that. Very cert- very. Yeah good setup Mm -hmm. does a lot of auto calculation in it streamlines a lot of that process the dice roller is very flexible and yeah there are always people available on the discord to surprisingly flexible yeah yeah flexible even more than you ever think when you get used to it (laughs) more than i need yeah the other day i was looking for something for um world of darkness games so i was looking through the site help and I, to be honest, I was a little bit overwhelmed because it can do so much. Mm-hmm. Can't do everything, as I found out. But it, it, you know, being able to, for a game like White Wolf, uh, White Wolf's World of Darkness, being able to just roll and have it automatically tally the number of successes and failures and give you a total at the end, uh, it's pretty convenient rather than having to roll dice and then roll extras and then roll extras have it all just sort of done for you. Super convenient. And if you ever need basic help with the dice roller, you can go into the forums page. There's a, what, three, four, five, the sixth thing down, question and site discussions. You click on help. Opens up a lot of different links. But at the very bottom, using the dice roller, Mm -hmm. and then you've got a couple options, the basic guide and advanced guide. And then example roles that you can then repeat. And there's even a place where you can make up to five practice roles if you're looking for very specific help. Hey, out of curiosity, I know you and I are using different uh, skins. At the top, you still have that runner across the top, that banner with RPG Crossing, Home, Forums, My Account, Subscription, Support the Site, yep. Site Rules and Help. If you click on Site Rules and Help at the top, 
Oh, look at that. And then just scroll right on down to the bottom using dice rollers right there. And so it's actually available at, on every page you go to because it's right there on the top, yeah. right next to support the site. It's, which you should do. It's even, it's even easier than I just described it. So that's super easy. So now, it, as far as everyone who listened to this after this knows, I never actually said that. <laughs> yeah, no. You knew exactly where to go for the quickest, most convenient route right away. Yeah, I just wanted to. I wanted you to find it the hard way before I showed you the tricks to get there the easy way. It's like a math exactly. teacher. I want to make sure that you can do long division before you take out a calculator. <laughs> despite the fact that in your life you will never do long division unless you play Traveler. I've used long division. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I I am too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Fair enough. But yeah, I mean, it's it's right there immediately on the site at the top. So no matter what page you're on, it'll actually give you quick access to it. I actually that's feel silly convenient. having never seen that or not never clicked on it to realize that that's what that does. And also, also, here's the mystery. Oh, no. When you go to site rules and help, mm -hmm. the top one, the top section is using RPG crossing. Mm -hmm. And you'll see that there's a blank, a blank entry there. <gasps> What's there? If you go to the general discussion thread, we have been speculating. What is, is there something hidden there? Is it something that was taken away because we weren't supposed to know? So there's a whole discussion about that that has gone on in the general discussion thread, in the discussion forums. So if you're curious to know what that blank spot's all about, you can go there and speculate wildly. Awesome. Well, that just about covers at least this overview of combat on Play by Post. We will have a whole four episodes four-week segment dedicated to it at some point where we talk about every piece in depth a little more. So it'll take about the, the length of one average turn of combat. Yes, then. yes. We'll have a whole month where we'll go through an entire turn of combat. There and it'll go. feel... Yeah, it, that's play by <laughs> <laughs> It'll feel so authentic. But I, I did put out a request to some people in the Discord just for some general mm -hmm. advice to anyone new or what advice for new people on play by post and capera capera or however you want to say it caper a <laughs> like like capers I mean, right since, since she's canadian caper a kind of works right she's caper, caper a, a. <laughs> yeah you need some capers eh? otherwise your pass is not going to be tangy enough <laughs> but her advice was sorry cap <laughs> yeah we all call her Cap, or Cappy. She has her own emoji Cappy. on the Discord. Come check it out. It's awesome. <laughs> and her advice is very simple and to the point. She says there's no wrong way to write. She writes in games that are single paragraph games, She and she loves them just as much as the games where she writes book-long posts. She says the key is that you enjoy the story, and to not get so mired down in the mechanic side of it, that you lose the fun or the, the sight of the fun of it. Because if the numbers are all you're doing, you kind of get, you lose the story bit of it. And if the numbers are all you're there for, it becomes harder for you to enjoy what is awesome about play by post. And as a person who loves mechanics myself, mm -hmm. I can say this is entirely true. I love mechanics, but if you build a character only for mechanics, when the game starts going, it can really feel hard to connect to the game and the character. So she is exactly right there. And then mm -hmm. she also goes on to say, don't, especially don't worry about where your character's going 
mechanically in the future because odds are you are going to level very much. And and she's right. I don't think I've I've leveled more than twice in in play by post. What about you? Have you leveled much? Yeah, yeah. No, I I can't say that I have. I think generally speaking there's a bit of attrition but also it's it's slow enough that yeah, leveling up cannot be your mm. objective or you will be disappointed. And I'm the opposite side of you, you know, because I'm the other side of Simi, Simi Prime, if you will. You're more about the mechanics. I'm definitely more about the, the narrative or the fluff. Yes, so we are at Adventure Assemble! Assemble the Adventure! Yes, and up until now, we've had quite the adventure coming together. We, we discovered that there was an Ewok city mm-hmm. in the forest... Full, just to bursting, with deposed royalty. Yeah. And you were very curious about all sorts of political agendas happening and what the state of rule was. I don't think anyone came away from Return of the Jedi without thinking, I want to play in this world and I want to have all the political intrigue of Ewoks and I I want to explore, like Game of Thrones, but Ewoks. I mean... Ultimately, that's why the prequels are better than any of the other movies come out, right? Because we focused on trade. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, if you wanted to get into the the prequels, I have questions about that. It's like, yes, that could be a cool topic. Is this the forum for it? Uh, Anyway. Perhaps a discussion for another podcast. Yes. These these are not Star Wars Ewoks. These are just... Random Ewoks that happen yeah. to exist also not, in this. These world. are not. These are like generic brand Ewoks. Yeah, they're they're more like like Seawalks. Seawalks. Yeah. <laughs> not legally infringing on the copyrights of any multinational entities. Yeah, these are the Seawalks. Rather than like mini teddy bear type creatures with hoods, these are more like mini koala bear type creatures with hoods in capes. Uh, yeah. Clearly. Yeah. Very distinct. Exactly. Different. It's distinct. You know what? Some of them don't even wear hoods. Yes. They just wear kilts. Yep, exactly. <laughs> Koalas with kilts. <laughs> Sounds like a messed up kid's show, but sure. So we oh. we have this the city with lots of deposed royalty, and they mm. harbor this technological ability to take sticks and rocks and create magnificent empire-shattering machines, as we know. Starkiller base was half constructed by Ewoks. <laughs> and some elf merchant has found mm-hmm. out about where this stuff is made and has hired our people that we haven't met yet to go out. I need to understand how they are tying sticks together. Yes, to to recover some of this valuable technology because he wants to study it, the copy it, of sticks. and yeah. sell it for profit. Right, And so that's pretty straightforward. We can't have things be straightforward in this kind of story. So obviously there has okay. to be a random twist. So I need you to grab a D10 for me. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> did, did you grab everything? Did no, you it's hit good. the D10 on it's everything fine. on the way there? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Okay. No, I got it. Okay. It's all good. Very few injuries were, were 
Two fingers were lost, That'll but heal. that's, it's that's fine. the price of doing business. They'll grow back. Yeah, they'll I mean, grow back. That's what they do. And I have a ten-sided. So die. give it a roll for me. I've got a random set of twists. Five. All right. Oh man! Did everything just get that <sighs> much easier and 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 coherent? A mysterious religious verse turns out to refer to one of our protagonists childhood home revealing a clever side of the character a <laughs> uh, religious verse so i think what this tells us is that the royalty was definitely definitely deposed by some form of religious monarchy okay so basically what we have here is a fundamentalist movement they deposed the royals and then instituted a theocracy there you go yes that because and they had a prophecy that somehow relates to well, my character. Religious verse, some some Re- oh, a verse. yeah, some text but that not they a, are not specifically espousing. a prophecy, right? Some text that they are espousing refers to, and it doesn't. I, it says your home, but we could also talk. We could say it refers to the ancient elf area, or you know something like that. Something significant to you in some way is how. I'm oh reading. my god! Did we even figure out? who i am yet. we we haven't we, yet we've got we the plot we've got the setting but we don't have that is we don't have me. that is what we're gonna do we have to put you in there and then i'm gonna throw another random person in there so who right. are you bringing to this adventure clearly i have to i have to bring edric the bard i mean it's what everyone's clamoring for clamoring yes. so much clamoring i can't even get out the door for all the clamorers <laughs> out there so edric the bard do you hey, have you any... kids stop clamoring on my lawn <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. So, other than what we've heard already, some sort mm-hmm. of, you know, second-rate performer, upstaged by goats, I mean, come on. He could have been somebody. He could have been somebody. Goats hadn't, but I mean, he crushed the soliloquy. Yes, right? he did crush he the managed, soliloquy, as we learned yeah. today. So, so is there anything not, else about him that you already know? What I know about him is this. He's got can-do spirit and gumption, and he's not about to quit. Despite the fact that at many times he is not up to the task at hand. Okay. When I say he doesn't know the meaning of the word quit, I mean that in quite a literal fashion. Okay. He never learned the meaning of the word, and so he continues on because there he were has gaps to. in his education. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's a bard. What do you expect? They're not all that bright. But he can play a guitar real good. Can he play a guitar just like he's ringing a bell? Oh, yeah. Watch him down beneath the tree with his gunny sack. Yeah. 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 Look it up, kids. You'll love it. (laughs) It's from 1985, right? All right. And I have just hit random on a Pathfinder random character generator. Oh. Oh. And Do I have a buddy? Is it it a buddy cop thing? Here's what you've got. You have Miro, a male halfling paladin. Okay. Halfling paladin. Yes. And he's got, he looks to be exceedingly average in every way. Exceedingly average. I mean, I'm looking at his stats that generated here. He's got a lot going for him. He's apparently he's a high level, which is interesting. Let's see. Can you tell me, does he belong to the religion of the Ewoks? Is he a paladin of the Ewok Hmm. church? I don't think... the, uh, Seawalks. 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 Yeah, <laughs> I heard a lawyer. <clears throat> <laughs> no, 
knocking on your door. <laughs> he was clamoring. I, I thought he was a clamorer, but no, it turns out he was a lawyer. Cease and desist. I am not Cease walks. It doesn't specify, it doesn't specify his, religion. his religion, which is unfortunate. So we can assume that he belongs to the Seawalk theocracy. I, you know, I would think that the Seawalkracy. I if think you will. he was. I think he okay. was. Oh, but I he think was. he has become disillusioned with it, yeah. and that's why he has agreed to help because. Oh yeah, because I'm stealing from yeah. Because we're using the Seawalkracy. The the Seawalk. One of the Seawalk princes is going to help us get into mm-hmm. the sanctum where all the high tech equipment is. The sticks, the high tech sticks. Yes. No. Is the, is the is the magic in the sticks or the twine? We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. We, we, this is what we're trying to find out. So mm-hmm. he's become disillusioned. So I guess that's why he's kind of average. He he's kind of fallen on hard times. Literally fallen. And if he were a mage, he would be a disillusionist. Oh, but up, up, but up, up. Exactly. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that was perfect. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> And I think that's okay. why he's helping Edric the Bard and, and this unnamed merchant do their thing. Okay. So okay. we will see how that all plays out come next time. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we've got Edric the Bard and Miro. Miro. The Paladin. Miro the Halfling. The Fallen Paladin. The spectacularly average. <laughs> You've never seen anybody as average yeah. as this man. <laughs> why, he's off the charts when it comes to average <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Second Chance Theater, where dead games get one last chance at life. Each month, a random game is selected, and we roll the clocks back to the last critical or high-intensity moment. Then, using the on-site dice roller and the character attributes, we imagine what might have been. Set your clocks back to 2011 today, for we are revisiting... Rukiska in Pasem, the system Serenity. When things died, the crew had accepted a job to take out a public official named Quinton. But this must be a covert operation due to political complications. Only two of the players made it to the secret entrance where bad things happen. They are Huli and Tab. We open on Tab desperately trying to get into the quickly closing entrance while Huli alone with Quentin, tries to faint, or at least pretend it. <laughs> I've set the difficulty for Huli at average, which is a 7, and Tab at hard, which is an 11. This may seem unfair, but getting in here has raised Quentin's wariness and necessitates a slightly more difficult check. If Huli pulls off the faint, it will make it easier and downgraded. If she fails... It'll still be at a hard. Thus, she won't make it more difficult. She can only help her friend. Let's see what happens. And it looks like Hu Li actually manages to pull off a convincing feint. Unfortunately, due to the imminent danger, Tab must rush and loses a lot of the normal stealth they are used to. It's close due to the distraction, but Quentin must notice the entrance. Thus, at this point, Hu Li has a moment, an unguarded chance to strike out at Quentin while he is distracted. I'm going to have her attempt to pull a weapon and fire. Meanwhile, Tab and Quentin will have to face off as Tab tries to sneak around 
for better positioning to take out the target. Let's see what happens. And the dice are not kind to Hu Lee this time, who rolls two ones on her initiative, but Tab manages an 11, which is fairly decent. So Tab will move in to strike, then Quentin will have a chance to react, then Hu Lee. And if Hu Lee can land the shot after Tab has landed an attack, I think they'll be able to dispatch him quickly. Let's see how it plays out. And this time, the dice are kind. Tab attacks wildly and aggressively, and even though he has to move in and immediately throw a punch, he throws it with such vigor that he overwhelms Quentin. Quentin, thrown back by the ferocity of Tab, quickly tries to do everything he can to defend himself. But Huli, on the ground, draws calmly, points, and with practice and professional ease fires no matter how on guard he was quentin didn't stand a chance but they now have to escape and that is not going to be easy now that shots have been fired so they will both have to try and get out and get to the rendezvous point i'll make those rolls and though the rolls were not all that bad unfortunately getting away from a crowded party after gunshots are fired is not easy Thankfully, Tab and Hu Lee have established themselves. While it would be weird for them both to be outside at the exact same time some violence went down, I'm going to let them both use their fast-talking skills in an attempt to divert people away from them while they slip away. This is two rolls, an influence, followed by a covert. Let's see how the dice play out for them. And using this as a collaborative check, Hu Lee actually carries the day with a stunning influence over the crowd. She displays a masterful control of the situation, knowing exactly what to say and where to point people and who to call. And then knowing the precise best moment to slip away. She and Tab both manage to get back to their rendezvous spot and hopefully get away clean. But we're not worried about that. This Second Chance Theater is a success. Huli and Tab completed their mission, but they created a lot of noise to do it. One can only wonder what might have been had the game continued and this been the outcome. Join us next time on Second Chance Theater, where another game will have one last chance at life. Until next time, I've been Simmy. Yes. And I quite possibly have also been Simmy. And we will see you on the flip side. Goodbye. <laughs> Need a better sign off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I contributed anything there. <laughs> well, we gotta sign off now. Goodbye. <laughs> bye, folks. Oh, well, okay, bye. Okay, yeah, we're over. This is not Sophie's bunk at all. How did I get in here? <laughs>